Welcome back to the Recruitment Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Rush, and today I'm joined by Amy Turner, Employer Brand Manager at Magic Lab, who are responsible for well-known apps such as Badoo, Bumble, Lumin, and Chappie, of course, as well. So thanks for joining me. Hello, thanks for having me. Um, before we dive into the wonderful world of Magic Lab, um, and I've just had a little tour of the office, start by just telling everyone about you and your career, sort of how you got here. So my um, background is actually more content marketing, social media marketing. But I did spend three years or three and a half years working for a company called Reward Gateway who do employee engagement and they're a SaaS provider. So we used to work with a variety of clients to help engage their workforce, predominantly around employee benefits. So we did things like holiday trading, cycle to work, childcare vouchers, discounts, all that kind of stuff. So as part of that, we covered a lot of employee communication techniques, we looked at employer brand, we looked at everything. So that's where my kind of experience from this side of the world comes from really, from that HR perspective. So yeah, when I, my first employer brand role was at Camelot, the National Lottery, and when I was approached about the role, it just seemed to be a really good fit of all my experience, it kind of tied everything together really well. And yeah, I've never not looked back, I just think it's a really exciting space to be in, it's quite a new, new industry, there's loads that you can do, there's you know, everyone's kind of starting to figure out about employer branding now and everyone needs it and it's becoming more and more important. And I just, I love the freedom that there is in it and the, the creativity. And at Magic Lab especially, like coming into a new brand and just having that autonomy to just kind of do what you need to do to get stuff out there is really great. You actually started in more of a social media yeah. side of things and have slowly obviously evolved into the employer branding world. How do you think that education and, and that start of your career has helped you come to the sort of this point and has actually improved what you do here because of that? Yeah, I think it's a lot of it is it's just about how you use content, how you tell stories and how you get that message out there really. You know, everyone's using social media now to research companies, they're using social media to look for jobs, so it's it's just the next obvious step really. But understanding how those channels work and how to target your audience in the right way and how to how to write copy in the right way and how to think about campaigns is, is really helpful because when you're selling a job you're selling so much more than a job and you've got to think about what is in it for that person and, and actually just being go, like being a candidate myself recently like I've changed jobs quite a few times over the last couple of years so even just that experience recently is really beneficial and like knowing what is that person looking for and what's going to resonate with them and where are they going to invest their time and how are they using those channels. Yeah, in social media, it's not just a case of chuck out a post about everybody at a party, look here, you know, we give you a free drink. It's like, it's a vehicle to educate people and entertain them at the same time and use it wisely, not just a case of dumping ground for posts. Spend loads of time putting no effort into something very uninteresting when you can use social to create something very engaging and almost magical, let's say, to actually realise what you're buying into almost. Yeah. Humanise a brand. It's not just a name or a technology, but they're real people behind it. Yeah, absolutely. What, what does the brand stand for? Because we can put out pictures. We do have awesome parties and we have free food. Like Some of our benefits <laughs> are really amazing here, but... If we put that content out, then everyone's going to want that, but that doesn't help us find the best talent. So it's about being strategic with that content and using it in the right way and trying to get it in front of the people that we want to hire. So, yeah. And you, fortunately, I think we're able to learn to build proper campaigns. A lot of people in marketing don't do that, which still kind of blows my mind quite a lot of the time. They're given small budgets anyway, which we all know we everybody ha everybody's budget's too small. We all say that. But then to not use it wisely in terms of investing in campaigns over certain periods of time. Your marketing experience gave you that to start with, which must be almost one of the most important things that that started for your career going really and bringing it into this kind of industry. 
Yeah, definitely. I think part of it as well is understanding, like a big learning I had a while back, because this might sound quite obvious, but understanding the difference between a campaign and the brand. So understanding what is your brand content and your brand message and then what is just a campaign that becomes more of a temporary thing. So how are you cementing that brand and how are you using that as the foundation? And I guess one of the key things with the brand, and this becomes even more relevant for employer branding, is how does the message that you're putting out tell the story of your brand and your brand only because everyone's going to talk about perks, everyone's going to talk about development, but how do you attach the message that you're putting out to your brand specifically and keep that about you and make it very, I guess, specific, something I just said, but how do you know, how are you not just doing very generic advertising? And then that's where your campaigns come in because they can be quite fun and yeah. And you can do something different with the brand, can't you? It's like Nike will do the same thing, just do it as their the kind of overall brand yeah. strapline, but then they have campaigns two or three times a year that are very different to that. Yeah, yeah. They don't then just suddenly become the campaign. It just it has a certain purpose or a certain period of time. They use it and they move on, but just do it is still always there. It never went away. Um, and recruitment marketing sometimes loses that. I mean, un ba almost basic understanding. We think we know then comes to execution, it can be a lot harder. Um, I guess the start of your career very much helped you bring that here. And I know you've not been at Magic Lab long no, no. yet, but you must, are you starting to feel like you're making an impact now? You're probably six months in. Yeah, so I'm coming up to six months in and it's a very fast paced environment. So, so much has changed since, even since I've started. And I've, I look back and I can't believe how much stuff I've actually done in the time that I've been here. It was one of those jobs where three weeks in, I felt like I'd been here for years. So yeah, it was very fast paced, it's very full on, and it's, but it's still a very slow process in terms of, you know, one of the biggest things you have to do is get that stakeholder buy-in and get people to understand what employer brand is, like understand what you're doing, understand why it's important, and then you've got to get them on board to actually get that content because you want your people in it and you want their ideas. And actually, as you go around the business, you need to almost create a mini EVP for each department because, yeah, we've got Magic Lab as our, as our umbrella brand, but then we have different brands within that. So Badoo and Bumble, for example, are two very different brands and they probably will hire different skill sets. So it's about reaching not only those brands but then the departments within them because you're going to speak to your engineers very differently to how you speak to your finance and your HR. So working with those people to make sure we get the message out in the right way while keeping it on brand and I guess I become the person that ties all that together so it can become quite a big job. So yeah it's it's slow process, we're still chills trying to get around and get to know everyone and get a base out there but yeah it's good. How have you started that process? Because it is a really tough one, just getting buy-in from people to know what it is that you're there for and to do is almost a new department. I'm kind of a big believer in show rather than tell, and I think sometimes you've just got to get stuck in, and then once you've got one thing done, you can go to another person and be like, this is what we did with this team, do you see what we're trying to do? And then people kind of go, oh, okay, I kind of get what you're doing now. And then, so the first one is always the hardest, and we kind of started with one of the more challenging teams here. So we're, you know, hiring engineers for us is, is key, and we are competing with some of the bigger known brands, people like Facebook, Google, etc., for that for that best talent. And those people don't know who we are, so we, we really need a strong um, strategy when it comes to hiring engineers. So for the for the first piece of content, we've I've just made a video with our engineering team, and. It's actually come out really well. I decided to go for an unscripted video because I just felt like the people that would come forward would not feel particularly comfortable being in a studio setting and having to follow a script. And I wanted to make them as comfortable as possible, which some people weren't keen on the idea of, but I, I just thought that was the best way to go. So we made a video, we gave them some kind of loose questions, kept it very conversational. And the stuff they came out with was amazing. And I was, I think a lot of people were very surprised, which 
sounds awful, it sounds like we're saying that our people aren't good, but we just got, the sound bites that we got back just were very authentic, and I hate using the word authentic, but we just got some really nice genuine stories. It was real. And it, yeah, and it just, it had a lot of feeling, and I just thought, wow, this is, you know, this shows what the people are like who work here, and I think it, this can add value for a candidate. Because for a candidate, they can find out how many users you have, how big your office is, they can get all those stats from the website. They don't need people to say those words. What they want is to know how people feel and what's the culture like and what are the people like. You know, you always want to know who you're going to be sitting next to in a job, don't you? What's that person going to be like? You're going to spend a lot of time with them. So I've kind of rambled a bit there, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to do with the engineering team. And then now we've got that as our first video, it's much easier to go to the leadership team and say, right, we want to make a video next with the the engineering leaders, but what we'll probably do with you guys is maybe give you the scripts so that we can get some of the, the key messages out. But once we've got um, a kind of something to show them, it's easier, and they can sort of get a sense of the style and, and what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, you're you're almost starting with the basics, but actually starting with video as your basic is a step forward from most brands. You st some people are still arguing with website copy, blog posts, but you've chosen the right medium for you. And uh, why did you pick that? Um, I think I just really wanted to show personality, and it's it's one of those bigger jobs, isn't it? You can turn around copy quite quickly. You know, I have, I've actually got some engineering written profiles that are ready to go um, to be added to the website. Um, the website was only launched actually the career section of our. our our website launched in September so that's still a work in progress and it's still a new thing but I just think we need video on there that's what people want to watch it's what people engage with yeah um, and it's repurposable across exactly. social and everything else isn't it it's the yeah. thing you need now and you know once you've got your video you can then take uh, bite-sized content from that so you can pull quotes from that you can pull stills from that you can do short versions of it you can do teasers so that becomes your kind of core piece and then you, you pull bits off that and, and make that into a mini campaign while you're working on the next big thing so yeah. How's it been transitioning from other more traditional companies to something like Magic Lab? Because you've you've got a lot to play with here, especially on the topic of dating apps. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I've worked in startups before and I've worked in, in tech companies before. I've never really worked anywhere particularly corporate and I just don't think it would suit me at all. So the transition itself has been fine. Even in my role at Camelot, I actually had quite a lot of autonomy, again, because... I was really lucky that my in, that my manager was so passionate about employee brand and still is. And he was a great person to work for. He was really passionate about video and he taught me so much about video production and video editing and he loved being hands on and we did so we executed so much stuff and it was just it was that kind of role where, you know, Camelot's not a startup at all, it's very, very regulated, but some days I felt like I worked in a startup. I came in and picked up a camera and went and filmed something and edited it and put it together and as long as it all got signed off and approved, which it did then it was quite fun. So I've never really had to deal with loads and loads of red tape. I've been quite lucky. Doing it. This topic must be even more interesting. How do you explain dating apps without coming up against cliches? Because you, you will do. There are plenty of jokes to be made, but the reality is you want to bring people in to make this company even better. Um, how, yeah, how do you juggle that? So yeah, our mission is to create life-changing moments by building relationships. So what we're trying to do is make use technology to have a better connected world and enable people to find people that change their lives and you know we have really lovely moments we had an all hands before Christmas where we had a real life couple who'd met on Badoo they came in and they spoke to everyone and you know this this girl was like I just want to say thank you to all of you because you've helped me find the love of my life and I'm now married and when you see things like that it's like oh my god actually that's amazing like that they found each other through this technology 
And of course there's the other side to it, where people are having hookups or whatever they're using it for, but actually all of our brands are very mission-led, so Badu is all, at, at the moment it's all about date honestly, so they like to challenge things around poor um, self-image or mental health. They've just done a podcast with Mel B called The Truth Flirts, and it's all about challenging these um, negative connotations of mental health and dating and how do you be unapologetically yourself and go out there and find someone and date and have the courage to do that. Um, Bumble obviously is all about empowering women to make the first move. They've also got Bumble Biz and Bumble BFF which are how you can network and find friends and find business partners so they're not just dating. Um, and we've got Lumen dating for the over 50s and then we've got Chappie which is trying to make gay dating a safer place compared to some of the other apps that are out there. So we are a very mission-led business and that's what we always stand by. And the other thing with us as well that separates us from other dating businesses I guess is that we built all of our apps from the ground up, we don't acquire so all of our apps are built by us and that's kind of where the We Build Relationships comes into it. So we've got a really nice story actually and I think you can feel quite proud of the stuff that we do. Yeah there's some really interesting things to pick out of it aren't there and you do see people like say Match.com and eHarmony who talk about these TV ads that are cringe, um, that are people that fell in love on their, uh, on their sites but there's something that you don't believe it. You know, they, they, might, they might be real people, but when I see it on TV, I don't believe that they are. I will always believe that they're actors. But if you can bring in those real stories and actually use real footage and authentic people saying thank you for this, that makes a huge difference to your brand, um, to know that you're about the purpose and not just about yeah. building something for something's sake. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think I think a lot of people here do are bought into that and do believe that, and that's that was one of the lovely things that came out of the engineering video was a lot of the engineers sort of said, you know, I love working at Match Lab because we do bring people together, and that's we all know why we're here. At the end of the day, we're here to make the experience better for our users, and we're here to connect people. So yeah, that is felt across the business. That's awesome. So you've obviously not been here too long, and you're still explaining to the business really what employee brand really means and how it actually works sometimes marketers especially around recruitment can get dragged into lots of different parts of the recruitment process how do you educate the recruitment team on yeah. what an employer brand is all about outside of just the bums on seats which as recruiters that's generally what they they're focused on i think we're quite lucky here actually in fact both recruitment teams i've worked with have have been a similar setup, so it's been me, and then I've worked with a small team of recruiters, and I've been quite lucky in that all the recruiters I've worked with are quite bought into it, and they do get it, and they understand why it's important. That is very um, fortunate. Yeah, it is because you know there's always the odd couple of people that need a bit more work. I think it's actually the hiring managers that it's more of a challenge for, and I think part of that comes from the fact that obviously the the typical relationship between hiring manager and recruitment is that recruitment are supporting them. Whereas when it becomes employee brand, it kind of flips because I need them to support me in a way because I need the content from them. So obviously I will organise it and I'll be there kind of leading it, but essentially I need them to give me stuff for, for it to work. Um, so it's it becomes more of a job trying to persuade them, okay, this is why employee brand's important and this is what we need. I'd say that's more of the thing rather than recruiters. Rather than recruiters directly. Uh, talking about sort of budgets and... They're never big enough, we said that earlier, um, we all know that, but to actually get the most out of what you have to work with and to reach as many people as possible, you talked earlier about doing a lot of editing yourself, um, is that something that you try to do is bring a lot of your work in-house and control it here so that you can spend it more on something else like advertising? 
Yeah, we do a lot of stuff in-house. We're really lucky. We've got a great design team who are always up for helping out and they do some really great work. We can always leverage a lot of the brand content as well because we've got Bumble and Badoo, which are two key brands, for example. They're doing amazing stuff, so we can leverage a lot of their content. Um, so that's one thing that uh, is nothing that I need to start working on more this year, actually, looking at our advertising budgets and spending it properly and more effectively because we're kind of in the basic stage at the moment. Like the Magic Lab brand was only born in June, Brio website was only launched in September. We're only just now building out all our foundation content, so we're still in the very early stages. But yeah, we try to do as much as we can in house. So yeah, we've got a great design team, we've got some great marketers that I can lean on uh, if I need help, we've got a really great insight team. We've got loads of data to work with. We've got um, our admin team who organise all of our events and our parties. So yeah, we're, we, you know, we're in a good position. We've got a lot of talent to lean on. It's just, again, it becomes getting their buy-in for them to see as a priority. So you've got to really got to build your brand internally to, to get those things. Make friends yeah. with the marketers so exactly. that you can use them, right? <laughs> yeah, you need creatives. This job you cannot do on your own. No. Um, we all wish we could, but some skills you have to learn, like video editing. Yeah. Um, I do that, that all with the show. I started out doing all the editing myself, learning how to do it, and then I'm outsourcing the bits that really I needed the time was more important than, than um, well, it's worth it to hand that bit out. But actually, the rest of it, it's best to be able to know what what it takes to do it too, yeah. for your for yourself and your sanity as well. What does it take to fully create a campaign from end to end without any outside help? If you can do that, then you can do anything. You can pretty much do anything by that point. Yeah, I think part of it as well is just knowing when to ask for stuff and, and uh, like knowing how to prioritize. So you know you don't you don't want to be getting outside help for social media posts. The lifespan of a social media post is so small. Or if you're just doing a very sort of small bit of video, you know, you want to save your favours for the really big pieces where you need to get it just right. And I think just knowing part of that as well is really helpful. Yeah, knowing when you're right and when you're yeah. wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, when to ask for help, some of the best advice you could possibly get. What have you seen over the last few years that you think trends in employer branding that have been rising and that should never have existed in the first place? I guess the, the thing that you just hate as a marketer is just everything just gets a bit samey and a bit cliche -y. And I've, I've probably been guilty of doing that myself, you know, I've obviously probably had moments where I've been lazy and gone for the easy option. Yeah, you don't know, I can't think of anything better today that'll do, but uh, we'll do that. Yeah, quickly. just, or just lack of imagination, or it's really frustrating when you see something go out and you think, God, I, could, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it that way, I would have done it so much better, or if someone's missed a really obvious opportunity. But I think a lot of the time with employee branding, it, sometimes it's just laziness, well not laziness, it's lack of resources, isn't it? You can see that maybe been thrown together by a recruiter but maybe that's because that's the only resource they have yeah i don't know but i can't think of any specific trends that i particularly hate what do you see coming on the rise in employee branding i think there's going to be more, a lot more and this isn't a particularly new thing but i think there'll be a lot more user generated content i think especially with like gen z i think if you look at how gen z use social and how they use technology and they're much more selfie friendly you've got things like TikTok. I don't use TikTok, I'm too old, but that's what all the kids are using. <laughs> I'm just venturing into it, I don't all this get it. Stuff. And then you've got you know, apps where you can have people film videos on their iPhone and have that straight uploaded straight to your career website and you're getting that much more, again, authentic feel content. So yeah, I think there'll, there'll probably be a bit more of that. And I think in terms of other stuff, I mean, I'd love to see more personalisation, but I don't, you know, I think... I think a lot of businesses are a million miles away from that. It's so far, 
advance. Uh, mm. You know, some people, are and with us included, we're just doing the basics. We're still just building our career website and <laughs> yeah. getting our social channels off the ground. So, yeah. Do you have one piece of advice if you could tell yourself something at the beginning of your employer branding sort of venture and career? What What do you wish you knew then that you know now? Um, so one thing I would do very differently if I went back would be just to do the start things and do them quicker because I have a tendency to overthink and one thing I've been a lot better at doing in this role is just doing it. So if I have an idea to do something I'll just do it within a few days rather than trying to map it out and plan it out and obviously there are things that you have to get signed up for in some circumstances but most of the time you can just go for it and do it and I think actually that's key and I, I get a lot more energy from executing rather than sitting and planning out strategy so for me that's I'm always going to get better results naturally just from doing it and then if it doesn't work it doesn't work so it's I guess it's a little bit of that fear of failure isn't it and just not being as afraid yeah just to get on with it you learn faster by failing right yeah. so if you just get on with failing you'll, you'll learn and just move on from there uh, I, I'm exactly the same if you create one thing every day for 30 days or you spend 30 days creating one thing you'll have learned more creating one thing every day than you would have done thinking about it for 30 days um, it's just the case of almost getting over fear yeah. of, of fear of failure, fear of what other people will say by just starting right now and hoping you don't get it wrong and if you do, well, you'll never do it again. Yeah. It's this whole thing, isn't it? Done is better than perfect. And it's easy to say that and much harder to action. <laughs> There's so much weird stuff. We've had a dog, I we've got a This is really chaotic. I'll try to find just the quietest stuff as I can, and this is it. There's fire alarms, <laughs> there's some music being played. It's amazing. I love this place. Yeah. Um, I think the burning question on many people's minds will be if you got a job here, do you get a discount on your app? So I have got a free Bumble upgrade. <laughs> there you go. So so yes is the answer. That's that's what you need to sell. You'll get every single. <laughs> yeah, all the single people. Um, so yeah, so I can tell you some fun facts about the apps. So um, Sundays and Mondays are when people are most active on dating apps. So you get bored on a Sunday night. Yeah. Alone. Sagittarius men and Aries women receive more messages than any other star sign. So if you're a Sagittarius man or an Aries woman, you're in luck. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I have to say, the offices here at Magic Lab are unbelievable. Um, we are in a WeWork, but you guys have kind of tailored it in a much nicer way where it feels like it's actually your office rather than that you're in a WeWork-type office. There's a really good feeling about all the people here. And, and it, is, it is young at the end of the day. It is much more, I would say, a millennial business um, because of the industry that you work in. There are people here that are doing some really incredible things and I hope that you like you get the chance to really showcase that to people um, and, and you get to bring loads of amazing talent into the business. So thanks very much for joining me. Thank you, thanks for coming.